0: Good morning, everyone. I'm Pastor Jack Wilson of Piatta's Baptist Church, and this is, You Think? Today I want to talk to you about the accursed thing. I want to talk to you about what's under your tent. What's under your tent? In other words, what are you hiding from God? Or trying to, anyway if you read in Joshua six eighteen, the story of Jericho and the great things the Lord did there he said this and ye in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing lest you make yourselves accursed when you take of the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it you remember the cursed thing and Adam and Eve the cursed thing was that tree and all it means is not that the thing is a curse in itself but it belongs to God not you and if you touch it it will be a curse unto you so in that case everything in Jericho was called the accursed a dedicated thing a thing belonging to God the destruction of the people was one of them they were not to save anyone alive the animals also, and the gold, and the silver. There have been other times when God has let them keep slaves or animals, and all the loot, but when God says no, it's no. Then comes Achan. In Joshua 7.1, the Bible says, But the children of Israel committed a trespass in any accursed thing for Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Wow. I don't I don't claim to know everything, folks. I don't claim to understand why the anger of God was against all of Israel, or which possibly showing his anger showed the people that he was upset and they should check out what was going on? I don't know. But I know it was. I noticed he said the children of Israel. Everyone was guilty. Everyone was affected because of one person. Now let's get to the church. (laughs) Sometimes we dismiss or cause others to be dismissed out of the church for infractions or rules of the church. Well, dismissal takes a while. It is a slow process, mainly because it grieves me to throw people out of church. However, with Israel, I believe we are not to be blessed until that chronic, in-your-face sinning has stopped among you. I'm not speaking of an occasional slip. But of things that you are practicing. Things where you slip on a constant basis. Things which you ignore like there's no God watching you. Things which pertain to God himself. Like constantly using his name in vain. Or skipping out of church. Now my desire in prayer is that the churches all over become the strongest Christians the strongest churches on the face of the earth. Yet how is this possible when you continue in your hidden sin? You know, as a Christian, I've of course I've spoken to a lot of people and I've heard their deepest thoughts and what they what they practice and I'm telling you, Christians are not as Christian as God would have them to be inside? Are you covering your sins? Are you drinking to drunkenness? Are you smoking? Are you obsessed with video games? Are you constantly disobeying your husband? Are you not doing your best for your wife? Do you spend all your time ignoring your family? Do you cheat God on his tithes? Are you generous with your offerings? There are plenty more that I could say. But these are what I have been given by God to give you. Claim yourselves and destroy it. Claim your sin and wipe it out. Ephesians 4.23, it says, and be ye renewed in the spirit of your mind. Your mind is the breeding ground for all that can be wrong. James tells us that we lust we dwell on something, and we go after it. To change that, well, we need replacement theory. <coughs> I'm sorry. Replacement therapy. Every time we want to argue with our spouse, we should go get the Bible and recite a song. If we want to smoke, we read a chapter. If we want to play video games, maybe we read a, play a song. We need to renew our minds. And if you do not want to do it, please leave. Leave the churches you go to because it will be you keeping them from their goals to have a great church. These things you continue to do are things that you should have forsaken when coming to Christ. Ephesians 4.22 says that you put off concerning the former. Conversation, conversation means life put off concerning the former life of the old man, you who you used to be, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. You, had, you have had no good Christian upbringing but here you do. Here you learn what is right and wrong. The Bible teaches you that. You live inside that Bible and to go outside of those bounds means you're no longer with God. To those who will continue in sin, please go somewhere else. Do not bring God's wrath on the brethren. And this is a law straight from the Bible. Romans 12, 1 says, I beseech you, brethren, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world but ye be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God in other words you have to change your mind you have to completely transform your mind and follow the words ways of God and what are the ways of God the ways of God are printed On your heart by the Holy Spirit and in the Bible. I am so sick of hearing how hard it is to stop doing this or stop doing that. It is harder to die as a worthless Christian. I asked one person, Could you stop if someone said, I will kill your loved ones or stop doing what you are doing if you don't stop doing what you're doing? And they said, Yeah, sure, of course. Then don't tell me you cannot stop doing what you're doing. Tell me you refuse to stop. Then tell me you're leaving your group. Why? Because if you can't obey God, you have no place with other Christians. How can I stop? First, you need to admit your fault. Lord, I do this or that. I do not want to hurt you anymore. I remember once I I was in the churchyard and a guy rides in on his bike and he says to me you know i always wanted to come to this church well why don't you come sunday we're open he says no i don't think you would want me he said i said why wouldn't we want you i'm an alcoholic well i'll tell you what just quit well he thought that was weird to say that but you know what if somebody held up a gun to his head he wouldn't drink he could quit. He refused to quit. First John one nine says that we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So where's that put us? As children, we used to call for do overs. You remember that do over if we screwed up a basketball shot, or or something like that, or or golfing and we. We missed the ball. he said. do over. Then we got a chance to try again. Here is your do over shot. First John 1.9 If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Do over. Remember this. God will not take away your problems. But if you repent, He will take away your sin. If you keep doing it, you will be punished in your life. However, he does promise you this. Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. you believe that? If you believe the Bible, if you believe God died for your sins, you have to believe everything in it. And that's one great promise. He will not give you more than you can take. 1 Corinthians 10.13 There hath no temptation taken you, But such is common to man. Did you hear that? Such is common to man. But God is faithful and will not suffer you to be tempted. That means allow you to be tempted above which you are able. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. So So today is the day where you decide to obey God and enjoy the church that you're in, or to keep doing what you're doing and find another. It's really up to you. The major cause of trouble in a Christian's life is disobedience. Disobedience. And because they're so used to doing things their own way, when they come to Christ, they think they should still do it their own way. Figure out their own problems. They don't rely on God. They don't put everything in the hands of God. And so, consequently, they do what they want to do. And God backs off and lets them figure it out. And trouble after trouble after trouble becomes them until they finally realize that it's not working. And some of them say, oh, I guess I never really believed this stuff. And others say, I I guess I really failed it. At being a Christian, but it's it's none of those things. It's just let God take care of what your problem is. I remember when I smoked, and I smoked three packs a day, and one day I just quit. And people say, "Wasn't that hard for you?" Oh yeah, three packs a day, Marlboro, really strong cigarettes. I used to smoke and and I'd light up another one right away if that last one didn't burn my lungs. I mean, that's how bad it was. Or burn my throat, rather. And uh, I just quit. Did it hurt? Oh, boy. It was excruciating. But after a week, God blessed me, gave me peace. And I started to be able to endure it and get over it. Why? Because God saw that I was serious on obeying Him. And as I obeyed Him, He gave me the strength to conquer it. I think it's been about, how many years now? 20 years since I smoked a cigarette? Oh, thank you, Lord. Praise your name. Because I realize how great it is not to smoke. But I'm going to tell you something. That desire to smoke comes... From time to time. Wake up, have a coffee in the morning. Comes from time to time. You know what I'm talking about. And I think it's there just to remind me, I need to obey God. And what I always said to myself, if I take one, I die. And, and I didn't mean I was going to die from cigarette smoking or anything else. It meant I would die from serving God because one would throw me back over the edge of disobedience. How about you today? You have something you're keeping from God? Maybe a girlfriend when you're married or a boyfriend or, or maybe your, your drugs or, or pornography or... Oh Lord, you know what it is. You know what's under your tent and you know how to stop it. And the way to stop it is just to stop it. Ask God today. Remember, God won't stop you what you're doing, but he'll give you strength as you stop it. Amen? Amen. If you need prayer or you want uh, questions answered, please email me at 7101 at USA.net. 7101 at USA.net. Now let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, there are people out there with really strong problems, Lord, and I ask you to persuade them to want to quit to want to come to serve you directly, Lord. Give them that strength and help them as they do it. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Until next week, we'll see you.